Who do you think you are? No, really, who are you? Are you a wife, mom, sister, teacher, professional athlete? We carry all kinds of titles, and at any time, we may have multiple titles. What about the adjectives and verbs that you use to qualify yourself? Today, let's talk about who God says you are in contrast to who you think you are. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred. It's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. my kindreds. I hope you are doing amazing today. Happy Monday. I hope that you have had a great day so far. I know that sometimes Mondays can be a little rough after coming out of the weekend and maybe getting to sleep in a little bit and enjoy some downtime. And Mondays can be a little hard to um, get motivated and get back to work or whatever else you have to do this week. I just hope that you're able to fit in a little bit of time for yourself and make sure that you are taking care of yourself, that you are putting your wellness first, and that you are giving yourself some me time. It's okay to have some me time and to just enjoy a cup of coffee or maybe just lay in the hammock. Of course, here in Missouri, it's not going to warm up, I don't think, anytime soon. It's almost April and it's still very, very cold. Um, Hammocks are not something that we can use right at this moment. But if you are in a place where you can, that is one of my favorite ways to just unwind is to lay in the hammock and listen to a podcast or a book on tape lay there and just feel God all around me. So I hope you can find something that you can do in the next day or two just to unwind yourself. I hope maybe you got to do that this weekend. But even during the week, make sure that you get some mental wellness time in for yourself. We don't want anyone to be burned out because they are overwhelmed or stressed have anxiety. So be sure to give yourself some love. Show your show yourself some love first. Um, they always say fill your cup first. Or if you think about the plane um, and the oxygen mask, they always say put your own oxygen mask on first so you can help others. So ladies, I know that we stretch ourselves thin sometimes. So make sure that you always take care of yourself first, because if you don't, then you cannot take care of others because you won't have anything left to give. All right, let's dig into today's topic, who God says you really are. 
The message series at church for a few weeks is titled, Who Do You Say I Am? This made me think about who we are in Christ and who we are supposed to be as servant leaders. I found a blog post by Dr. Michelle Bankston, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, please let me know. And the blog was titled, Who God Says You Are, 17 Scriptures About Our True Identity. I'm going to talk about several of the scriptures that she has listed, but I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I am going to hit several of them. And I'm also going to post the link for the blog post in the show notes. As I go through the list, I'm going to paraphrase and add my own take on the relevance to us midlife women seeking clarity in our purpose and the pursuit of our calling. I want to give the Holy Spirit room to formulate my thoughts and my words. So it's really not my take on it as much as it's me saying what God wants you to hear. Again, please visit Dr. Bingston's Bingston, Bingston, I do not know how to say it. Anyway, visit her blog and read it the way she wrote it in its entirety. And this is number one on my list, but it's not number one on her list. I say or have said I am scarred, but God says I am healed. And the scripture that she has listed for that is Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all have scars. We all have things that have shaped us. We have hurts. We have pain points. But those things do not matter to God. They matter to us, but they don't matter to him. By his wounds we are healed. He sent his son so that we could be healed of everything that has hurt us, that has scarred us. Ladies, we can go to him and ask him to heal us completely. You know, I have anxiety terribly bad and it has gotten a little bit better, but there are times when my anxiety absolutely takes me over completely. That is a scar that I carry and I don't know why I ever manifested anxiety in my life in the first place, but something apparently caused it. It took me a long time to even realize that's what it was. I just thought I was having or starting to get asthma. It is something that I struggle with and it has scarred me because even when I talk about anxiety, I get anxiety sometimes, even by talking about it, which is the weirdest thing. But he has really helped me to be at peace about things, have calmness, and not be as anxious. So it's not as big of a problem as it used to be, but I still have moments. Number two, I say I am weak, but God says he makes me strong. And the verse is Psalm 1832. God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. I feel so weak sometimes. I feel like my menopausal symptoms just overwhelm me and I have a whole lot of memory problems here lately and I also have processing problems. So I, it takes me a long time to process and I used to never be that way, ladies. And that's a scary thing because my mom passed away in October with a brain disease, a degenerative brain disease. And so sometimes it makes me wonder, is this something that's manifesting in me? What happened to her? It's not supposed to be genetic. 
And it's a very rare thing that she had. I have to say, it's a scary thing. And it makes me worry sometimes. Sometimes I am not as strong as I should be because I feel like my life is out of control. And number three on my list, I say I am broken, but God says he makes me whole. Scripture is Colossians 2.10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. I feel very broken sometimes. You know, we have all lost jobs. We've had relationships that have gone south, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or something with your children or your parents or even your siblings. There are so many times that we just feel broken. But if we just trust God, we can restore those relationships and we can restore the brokenness and feel whole again. God is someone who can restore your job situation if you've lost your job. And remember I said in a previous episode that sometimes the loss of your job is so he can move you to something different. He has a plan for you. And maybe you were not making the decision to leave that job and he had to make it for you. Number four, I say I am hopeless, but God says because of him, I am hopeful. And the verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When you don't know what your purpose is or what God wants you to do with your life, when you're just not clear on your calling, it can be a very lonely and hopeless feeling place. But in this verse, God says, do not worry about that stuff. He already knows what's going to happen. He has your best interest at his heart. He made you for a purpose. So be hopeful in that, my friend, and just be patient and just let him do what he needs to do and work through you to be the servant leader that you are meant to be. And this goes right along with the next one that says, I say I am purposeless, but God says I would was created with purpose. Esther 4.14 says, perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. God gave us each gifts, talents. Those are supposed to be used to fulfill our purpose that he created us for. He created you for this specific moment in time, for whatever it is that you are doing, and everything is laid out exactly the way it's supposed to be. So always lean into that and know that he has a plan for you and that you have purpose and that your your drive should be all around what God's purpose is for you. And pray about it fervently, sisters. Pray fervently that he will clarify and make it very clear to you what your purpose is or that he will put the right people in place so they can help guide you. I always have someone who I can lean on. I have a really good Christian friend that I work with and she is amazing. And we we get really rough on each other sometimes. Like we don't sugarcoat stuff. And that's exactly what we need from each other at this point in our lives. Number six. I say I have failed, but God says I am victorious in Christ. 
1 Corinthians 15.57 says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're all sinners. I'm just going to lay that out there. You know it. I know it. We all know it. We sin all the time. It is who we are. We are sinners. But God is there to forgive us. He sent his son. We are forgiven. And just because we have failed does not make us failures. A recent post that I made in the Facebook group says that failure doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you haven't succeeded yet. And that's from Robert H. Schuler. That's exactly right. Failure doesn't make you a failure or failing doesn't make you a failure. It just means you're not successful at that moment. And if you think back to Michael Jordan, when he started basketball, he was told he would not be a basketball player and he did not let that stop him. And he has his quote, which you may have heard before, but it says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Michael Jordan. And that's exactly right. You do not become better at something by being good the first time. You are not going to be good. When I play a song for the first time on the piano, I am not really good at it usually. I have to practice it. I have to get better at it. You are not a failure just because you fail, my friend. So be sad for a minute, then pull yourself up by the bootstraps and keep going. And I think we're on number seven. It says, I say I am lost, but God says he gives me direction. Isaiah 30, 21 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I love, love, love this verse. When I am feeling like I don't know which way to go, God always provides something for me. Sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes it takes a week or two and he will put something in front of me more than once. I've talked about that in a previous episode where he will give me a word. And I, you know, the first time I, it's just a word. I don't even realize that he's telling me anything. But then when I hear it another time, I'll be like, that's weird. I've heard that word just the other day. And then sometimes he will give it to me a third time. It seems like it's almost always in threes either before I recognize it or how he wants me to hear it. I think sometimes he needs me to hear it three different ways for it to really sink in. So always listen to him. Again, pray fervently. I'm never going to not tell you to pray fervently because I'm going to like beat that into your heads. Pray fervently about everything. Number eight, I say I am worried, anxious, or afraid But God says, with him, I am peace-filled. I cannot talk. Filled, filled, peace-filled. And the verse that goes with that is John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I've already told you that I suffer from anxiety. Sometimes I worry a little too much. I'm not always afraid necessarily, but I do have anxious energy about things. When I've lost a job, 
sometimes I am like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to make sure I have income so I can pay the bills and all of the things. And the last time that I've had to have anything like a change in my career or job, I just had a piece about it. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to have peace about what is happening so you don't have that anxiety or that worry because he's going to take care of you one way or another. And the last one, which I think may be number eight, I say I am nothing special, but God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Ladies, he made you for just the time as this. You are wonderfully made. You are his masterpiece. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for your career. He has everything laid out that you need. You just need to walk into that thing that he has for you. You have to be open-minded. You have to be vigilant in seeking whatever it is he has for you. Look in every way possible. Listen and be cognizant of the people and things and messages that he puts in front of you. You are extremely special, my friend. He loves you. I love you. I will pray for you. And I hope that you are praying not just for yourself, but for your sisters who are also seeking clarity in what God has in store for them as you are pursuing your purpose and clarifying your calling in this world. I would really very much appreciate it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. That way I get in front of people, people can see my content or see my episodes and it helps me know what you're enjoying and how you want me to proceed. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. May the Lord bless and keep you and may his face shine upon you. Have a great day, my friends. 